Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 21st episode of this, which is the Gaming Frontier podcast. This is a show where we talk about games because we kind of like them. Yep. My name is Adolfo Aguirre and I'm joined as every week by my good buddy, Mr. Guillermo Vizcaino. How are you? Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, my friend. I'm good. I'm doing well. Awesome. Uh, hello, people out there. I was fairly certain you were going to say welcome to the fir- 21st century for some reason. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's a very interesting intro there. That began a while ago. <laughs> yeah, that began a while ago. 20, yeah. no, 16, 16 years, years ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, welcome to the 21st century. If you're any time travelers out there, uh, welcome. And uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, doing this show, always a pleasure to be here. Always uh, a good therapy to have. Uh, yeah. Talking about games for an hour or a little longer. Uh, yeah, love to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome, awesome. As you know already, if you're watching this, this podcast is part of Gaming Frontier's YouTube channel where you can find gaming-related content throughout the week. The Gaming Frontier podcast is a weekly show where the two of us discuss the latest news in the gaming industry, in video games, in the gaming world. Our thoughts, predictions, and in short, everything that relates to video games and uh, this uh, medium that we love very, very, very much. So... Let's begin the show, right? With a, a, a short discussion that I want to have about Resident Evil. Yeah. So uh, before we before we begin, which uh, have you played any Resident Evil games before? Prior to this one. Yeah, like um, any. Which games uh, on this franchise have you played? Oh boy, I played some of the original, some of like Resident Evil One, maybe two. Okay. Um. Uh, the, only the very first chapters of four. Okay. And then I had I haven't touched either five or six. Oh really? Okay. Or Revelations or any of this. Okay. okay. Resident Evils. Uh, and then this demo I I didn't play it. I watched because it's exclusive, right? It's exclusive it's to the PS4. PS4 exclusive. So yeah, I I only watched it. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, I only played a couple of them. I do recognize that that they are very big games that they are very mm-hmm. important games in the, the you know gaming landscape uh but yeah i mean i i do have the general notion of, of okay. what a resident evil game is and what and how it changed from four onwards with this you know not so much horror but rather action okay. style of gaming uh but yeah one and two and four a little okay cool cool okay nice so uh, i i want to ask you this because uh, as far as I know, we aren't like very into this franchise, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we we have a lot of respect for Resident Evil, but we haven't played a lot of these games. That's right. Yeah. And I'm I'm kind of the same boat, uh, kind kind of in the same boat with you, that I only played Resident Evil Four mm-hmm. to completion. I love the game. It's it's one of my favorite games of all time. Really, I loved Resident Evil Four, but the rest of the games I haven't played that much. Funny thing, I own a lot of them. Hmm. <laughs> but I I haven't got the time to play them because it's it's <laughs> just, just so much yeah. so much stuff to play right. Yes. But I played a bit of Resident Evil One, the first one on the GameCube, the remake. I liked it a lot. I I'm I'm actually looking forward to to actually invest myself in into playing the full game. I played also Resident Evil Revelations, the 3DS game, mm-hmm. which was kind of the um, the revival in a sense of 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 the Resident Evil 4 style yeah and uh, what I played I loved it 
it's it, it was very 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 good and i actually own the game but i haven't got the time to play it yeah. as well so uh i'm i don't i my background with resident evil isn't as strong as probably many of you of you guys watching the show but I like the the horror style of of, of the games, and I, and I'm a I'm, I'm sort of a horror fan, a horror yeah. game fan, especially because of Silent Hill. I just love Silent Hill so much. But um, I played this demo, the Resident Evil Seven Biohazard demo on the PS4, and I wanted to have a short, just short discussion about what is there. So um, very quickly, it doesn't feel like Resident Evil at all. Yeah, agreed. At all, it it it. To me, it isn't Resident Evil in a sense, and I actually read an um, an article, a new uh, not a new story, but about a, a full fledged article and analysis of this demo and the franchise from a, a a friend of mine who is a game journalist in Mexico City, and she she she's a big fan of Resident Evil. She's like the biggest fan of the franchise that I know, and uh, she 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 said some very interesting points in the sense that. People are praising this demo because it finally is bringing the scares back to Resident Evil, which yeah. they were lost in five and six, e- even on four. Four lacked lacked the horror and the suspense. It, it but 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 it but it managed with very very good game design, which five and six didn't have as much. Right. So uh, her point is that while Resident Evil Seven demo does bring the scares and does make you feel uneasy and uh, unsecure while yeah. playing it it isn't Resident Evil and it is copying and following the footsteps of PT and Outlast and the indie movement in horror, in the horror genre yeah. and she isn't very sure if that's like a good thing or a bad thing for the franchise so I want to ask you like you as a not as a Resident Evil follower, but as a gamer, right? And and as a fan and, and as a gamer interested in maybe trying the franchise or trying some new interesting proposals in the genre. What do you think about Resident Evil following Outlast and PT and not following Resident Evil one or two or three? How how do you feel about this? I I mean. It's interesting that you mentioned those names because they were the exact same names that I thought of when I saw uh, the you know those gameplays, the the, the demo, Outlast and PT, Outlast and yeah. MPT, and maybe even some Silent Hill of the you know original Silent Hills, and obviously okay. like I don't know Silent Hill three for instance. I think it draws. I, I wouldn't say copying. I would say more like drawing inspiration inspiration okay. from. Uh, they do indeed feel like this first person, which is, I mean, very much present in our minds because of PT recently um, and Outlast 2. First person, very deep horror, very psychological thriller type of game. And I do think that, I mean, might not be the Resident Evil formula, mm-hmm. but I also think that the Resident Evil formula might be a little dated. Okay. At this yeah. time in, in you know in, in gaming history. It's in a very weird position right yes. now. Yes. So for me, I would greatly appreciate and embrace uh, the change in, in uh, way of playing, the change in, in environment yeah. uh, for something more like this. Because this is the type of horror game that me personally, like my myself, not I, I'm I'm not talking for 
Resident Evil fans out there or for horror fans even. But this type of gameplay, mm -hmm. very much psychological, very much, you know, keen in exploration and keen in different paths and different outcomes and what do I do with this uh, mannequin finger and what do I do with mm -hmm. this key and this other thing that I found or this little secret under the chimney or whatever. That type of game I really enjoy. So for me... Oh, you would like Silent Hill. Yeah. It's, it's very much like that. <laughs> I know, and I, 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 would, I, I still have to try them. Uh, I gotta try them. But I do think that Resident Evil is a good franchise to revolutionize with this type of, of gameplay mechanics and gameplay okay. game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, again, I don't have that attachment to the franchise, so maybe that's why she sees it as a little, and that's, at least yeah. that's what I got, like, a little more negative, right? Yeah. Like something that's not, you know, that on pro of, uh, that she's not on pro of. Um, but me, not as, you know, without that attachment, I do think that it's a good path to follow. It's a good, um, it's a good thing to follow this, you know, one or two or three games that are following that route mm -hmm. rather than sticking to your guns and, and, you know, trying to plant your flag on old territory, on right. old uh, mechanics and conventions and, rules that might have applied very well five, ten years ago, yeah, but are no longer the case. So I, I do think that Resident Evil could use this this change, and I do think it would be a good change in itself. It's a tough position, right? Yes. It's, yeah. it's, it's a very, very tough position. I, I, I don't know how to feel about it, but, it, but being honest, I think I'm way more excited than I would have been if they went back to the Resident Evil 6 route. Oh, yeah. Which was god awful for me definitely yeah so so they, so, so they basically had three choices right go back to resident evil one and two mm -hmm. go back to resident evil four and five or do this new indie sort of sort of indie feeling trend in horror right yeah. and they went with that one and well that has proven to be popular and also i think it may it may have been inspired by vr as well yeah just, definitely. just the fact that being in vr and in first person, and I don't think I can, <laughs> I can actually stand playing that thing on VR. <laughs> on VR, no. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think, I don't think I can manage to do that because I did play, I did play the the demo at night, alone, lights off, Out. and yeah. um, oh man, <laughs> it, it got me. Yeah, it got me, especially two times it, where it, there were two times where <laughs> it really got me. And uh, I actually paused the game for a while, turned on a lamp, <laughs> and turned down the volume right. <laughs> because I was just so, so creeped out. And I, li I like the feeling. Yeah, that's a good I thing. I like this feeling, and it, it's been a while since I since I last felt like that. The last time I felt like that was in Silent Hill Three. Right. And but but but, but Silent Hill Two and Three did that to me every five minutes. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> every five minutes, I, I was feeling super super scared and uh, uneasy and i just wanted to get out of there right and this game managed to do that for me a couple of times and that's to me that's a good thing that, that that's a very, very positive thing at least I, I didn't get bored with this demo as i got absolutely bored with the resident evil 6 demo right I, I i haven't played resident evil 6 but i played the demo remember and i got bored with the demo yeah i wanted the demo to end i was just so bored and 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 a, and a demo that does that is a very bad demo, right? It's that's awful. It's a, a, de a demo has to do the exact opposite. Yeah, hype you up, and that game just no, it it, it, <laughs> it didn't 
it didn't do that for me. So I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. And also, I'm not a Resident Evil fan. I'm not a follower of the franchise. So I don't know how to feel about the about the game going into a field that doesn't look or play as a traditional Resident Evil game. Because I don't have an opinion on that sense. Because I don't, I don't know. I'm not. I don't have feelings for the franchise, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. I don't have an emotional attachment for the franchise, so I don't know. I, I I don't know how to feel about that, but I'm excited to to try this, and maybe it could be a new game. And also to be to be to be fair with Capcom, we haven't seen the game at all. Yeah, only a glimpse of it. And and and, and they also said that this thing that the, what is in the demo isn't in the full game, isn't in the game. And they oh, s- that's right, yeah. And they said that the the game actually has combat. And herbs and and some of the of the of the traditional, traditional yeah. mechanics of Resident Evil, but in third person. Also, that it's not a reboot; that it's yeah. still taking part in the same universe exactly. as the other Resident Evil games. So that's it's going to be interesting to see how they couple this type of gameplay with that universe. That yeah, because uh, well, to me, the the storyline of Resident Evil just got too complicated. Yeah, it absolutely. just got too complicated, yes. and I don't care about it at all anymore. Yeah. I I actually. I, I'd actually prefer it to be a reboot because I, yeah. I don't really care about the storyline anymore. It's just it's just a mess to me. Yes, I agree. It's just a full, full mess. But maybe, I don't know, maybe it could take place in the same universe but being probably a separate story. I don't know. It, it could be like that. And if that's, if that's the case, I think it could be a good, a positive thing for new players to attract new players to the franchise because let's be honest, there's a lot of people out there a lot of new gamers that haven't played any single Resident Evil game. Yeah, a yeah, lot of them. That's true. A lot of them. I was um, just to put an example with with old games, right? I was uh, listening to an interview yesterday with Sean Layden, the guy at uh, PlayStation. Yeah, the head of PlayStation, right. and uh, they asked him about the, the Crash, the Crash uh, remakes, and he said that uh, around eighty to eighty-five percent of the of current PS4 owners haven't played a single Crash Bandicoot yeah. game, and that's a that's a that's a freaking big number. So 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 uh, I don't think that the numbers for Resident Evil are that high, but at least on the fifty percent they should be. I think at least fifty percent of PS4 owners haven't played probably a Resident, a Evil, Resident Evil game. A Resident Evil game. Mm. So maybe I think it's a good point for Capcom to try to bring new new players, and and I think that's also. Uh, that that also backed the decision of this being a game, sort of the out in in the Outlast feel, yeah, right, sort of this first person horror thing because it is a new cool thing and VR, right? They want to jump into VR bandwagon, and there aren't many much VR games out there. Well, w- there will not be that many VR games out there by the end of this year and by the and by the start of next year. So having a horror game. Under, because horror is one of the first things that we think when we we think of VR, right? Sure, so yeah, it could absolutely. Be, it, it could be, I don't know, it could yeah. be, it could be, yeah, yeah. it could be I a agree. good thing. I agree. I also think that they uh, saw yeah. Capcom saw an opportunity to, I mean, this uh, feel this type of game. It's not uncommon on PC, with uh, you know, on on a more indie esque type mm-hmm. with yeah. you know the amnesias, the dark mm-hmm. descents, the. Uh, Penumbra. Penumbras, yeah. yeah. The, all this type of games that Somas and, you know, that are first-person horror immersive games, but that never leave the PC environment. They so never do. Capcom saw, yeah. I think, an opportunity to take that to consoles and, yeah, and maybe up them up a little, give that uh, AAA, AAA feel. feel to them. Yeah. 
and and I mean there are not that many of them out there, so huh. yeah, they yeah. they could be taken advantage of of the lack of that market. That's of a that very good point. I, I I I didn't think of that. That's a very very good point. Yeah, yeah, that 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 could be it. That could be it. And and those kind those kind of games, the penumbra, the amnesias. They, they they are the kind of, for me personally I like those yeah. games but I don't like to play them. <laughs> you like to I, watch I have, them? Not even watch. I don't know. It, it's it's the sort of thing that I want to get into but I just can't. can't. It's, it's, <laughs> right. it's yeah. I, I'm not good at horror. I I, <laughs> yeah. I, I get scared. Yeah, me, me either. Yeah. I get scared way too easily. Me too. But I like. I'm the screaming type. With yeah. All this type. Same for me. <laughs> And I, but but I like those kind of games. Yeah. I, I I do enjoy them a lot. I don't know how I managed to play Silent Hill, Silent Hill Two. I, I, that's I what know I was thinking. Like, how can I'm, you love that franchise so much with it being one of the most horror-y ones out maybe there? Maybe because I I don't know. I got to finish them and I feel accomplished. Right. Yeah. I finished it's, them. It's it's an actual accomplishment. But I would never go back to them. I don't know. It's it's way too much. Right. It's way too much horror. <laughs> I well, like it. But, but I remember that uh, I think it was Silent Hill 3 when you finish the game the second time you play it you get a, a machine gun yeah you get a machine I, I got a machine gun that had unlimited ammo okay so you could go back to, back on a second round of game and just, just ramble your way yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, all the way I, I could do that definitely right I could do that it would be less scary yeah, definitely. Yeah, I could get into that because <laughs> the the dread on those games when you have like a god awful pistol with very few ammo and just uh, and just monsters surrounding you that, that was awful. That was yeah. that was super super <laughs> awful. But yeah, I, I could get into that. Yeah, I remember that. Okay, yeah, that would be fun to do, but no, 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 uh, it's, it's just too much for me. And it's also the reason why I'm I'm excited at the same time for for Resident Evil. It's kind of ironic, right? But um, I mean, looking forward to 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 the game, yeah. and I think maybe we could see the reveal probably of this of what the actual game looks like at TGS. Maybe it could be TGS or Gamescom. Right. Yeah. One of those. One of those. It could be. Yeah, yeah, probably. I'm I'm excited for that. I'm looking looking forward to what the guys at Capcom, the talented team at Capcom, yeah. are up to. Maybe they can revive the franchise and bring it up to new heights Hopefully. that they haven't seen since Resident Evil Four, right? It could yeah. be, it could be very, very cool, very cool. Now, uh, jumping to the news and announcement section of our show, we have a couple of news to talk about this week. Still, not much because of this um, of this E three thing. Post E three, yeah. But <clears throat> the few we have a few things to talk about that are kind of big. So yeah. let's jump with. Uh, a small studio that you may have heard of called <laughs> Rockstar. Yes. So Rockstar, developers of GTA, Bully, Red Dead Redemption, a lot of big franchises, they, ju- they just released a game called uh, The Warriors for the PS4. It's a port? No, it's, it's a remaster. remaster. Yeah. It's a remaster of a, tw- of a 2005 game yeah. that was for the um, PS2 and original Xbox, yes, I think. Yes, that's right. And now it's out now for the PS4 at 1080p and updated stuff like remote play and yeah. the trophies Textures and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I'm being being honest with you, I didn't know of this game until yesterday. Yeah, me either. So, but we until lo- today. Until today, you <laughs> until yeah. today. But we looked at, at it and it. How, what do you think about it? How does it look? I mean, not your kind of game, right? Yeah, as, as, it's it's an oddball here. I I I yeah. don't know. I. 
it's the type of game that I don't understand why it's uh, so remasterable. Okay. Because <laughs> seeing here, it's it it was indeed for the original and Xbox and the PlayStation Two. Yeah. But then it was ported to PSP and then to oh. PlayStation Three and now to PlayStation Four. So uh, okay. I mean, it obviously has to have its its, it's following, following yeah. for it to make sense to do this. Uh, but at the same time, I I I don't know. I, I it doesn't seem like a game that I would yeah. be much into. So it's it's weird. It's weird. I it's a brawler, right? It's a it's a beat 'em up, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it has a story mode with with a quite a big number or a lot of of missions. Yeah. Uh, and there's some time gaps there to you know some interesting storytelling, I guess. But I uh, I don't know. It's a it's a, it's a weird, really weird game to very very weird yeah. to to bring back. But it's out now and if you're into those kind of games and if you're into Rockstar, which you may be yeah, because Rockstar is, is a big thing, you can you can check it out and on your PS4 maybe try it out and see what it's about, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, speaking of Rockstar, they on uh, on 2010 they released a small game. Yeah. They released a small title called Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, that's right. To a surprising years ago. critical acclaim, yeah. said no one ever in, in terms of the surprising. <laughs> speaking of the surprising thing, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So Red Dead Redemption, one of the uh, most acclaimed titles of the last generation. generation. Yeah. To many people, the best game of last gen. Um, it's, it's it's a big a big open world game set in, um, in, in the, the old, Wild West. In the old Wild West. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, um, so fictional territories of the southern, southwestern or southeastern, I'm I have not no sure. Idea. U.S. and Mexico. Yeah. Back in the Wild West. It's a damn good game. Yeah. It's a very, Absolutely. very good game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, were, we were just speaking about how we we are not that big of fans of this of this game because we, we like the game. We think it's... Yeah, absolutely. It's a great game. Amazing it's, and excellent yes. game. Not... The best, yeah, not, not our best. personal favorite, right? To be you know, that game uh, of last generation, yeah. Uh, there are a couple games that are way you know higher in our list, absolutely. Uh, but, uh, but by all means, it's a great game, it's, it's a great game, and it's and it's a game that if you haven't played, I think we, we will think that we just should. It's 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 a very unique game in a sense because it's an open world game, but it's in the wild west, and there aren't much of those out there, yeah. It's a very unique premise, and it's a very good open world game yeah. as well. Very empty, in my opinion, but also very. It has its flavor. It 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 feels very authentic. Yeah. It feels very very good. The voice acting in that game is awesome. The sound yeah. design, it's absolutely awesome. The storyline, it's awesome. Yeah. It, it it it's a damn good game. It's a game that hooks you in the story. And it's, it's a very very good title, and now. It's backwards compatible. Yeah, it's finally coming back. The Xbox One. Yeah. So now you can play this on the Xbox One starting on Friday, July the eighth. That's right. And um, and you just told me before we began the show that you saw the news that because of this, the the sales of this game <laughs> jumped six thousand. Six thousand percent. Yeah, wow. that's uh, that's right. It's it's you know big jump in sales uh i guess yeah people have yeah. been wanting this for a while have they they've been asking for this game to it's, be brought it's one of back the most requested if not the most i think it's right up there with uh with black ops 2 black i ops think 2, yeah. yeah to be brought back in backwards compatible form and uh finally i mean rockstar finally decided it was okay for us to 
play it again on, on the back and pad thing. Uh, Microsoft redid all they needed to do to make it work, and it's finally coming, and that's very, very, very uh, exciting. If you still have your copy out there somewhere stored in, you know, with your old 360 games, you can put it back. Just put it back on on your console, on your new console, and, and it should work. And if you yeah. want to relive those moments, you can. Or you can, if, sorry. And if you haven't uh, played the game, I think, it, I think you should. Yeah. I think you should definitely play this game. Especially if you can grab it for cheap somewhere, you know, a, a second-hand store. Isn't it on the Xbox sale? I oh, think, that's I think right, I yeah. saw it. Yeah, 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 you're I think you're I right. saw it on sale I mean, for very, very cheap. And also, I think it, it's, it's very important to, to note that it's a game that, to me, it holds up still. Absolutely, it, yes. it it holds up very very well, way more than games from that time. And yeah, you should play it. It's 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 a damn good game. Which for a game that's I mean six years old, it's it's an impressive feat. Yeah, and it's it's very very good. You should, you should you should definitely try it out. And I think it's just this backwards compatible compatibility thing for the Xbox One. It's such a good thing, man. It's 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 j- just look at it. It's 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 an excellent way to revive old games and old franchises and also it's also a good thing as a good way for companies to test the interest on 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 franchises on all on old games for p- possible sequels and stuff it's 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 a good thing to have and i just love I that microsoft managed to pull to pull this off it's one of those things and and the x that the xbox has done so well yeah this generation just being able to to do the backwards compatible thing. I it's agree, I agree. available July eighth. It's such a cool thing. Yeah, you can play. You can buy it for ten bucks for ten fifty. Red Dead Redemption. If if you're a gold subscriber, you got a a couple of a, you know a bit of a discount. Uh, so it's seven bucks for you. Seven fifty. Worth it. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. You very can, very much I mean, worth it. It's it's less than it would cost you to buy a. Uh, Subway or uh, yeah. a burger somewhere. So yeah, absolutely worth it. Oh man, got hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yeah, yeah, definitely, guys, try it out. It's um and and, and we are saying that n- as not the biggest fans yeah. of the game, and we and we think it's it's worth it very much. So absolutely. If you ask anybody else, I think they would just kick you. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't bought it, if, as if, of if, now. if you haven't played it, so it's 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 a good game. Check it out, and you can begin playing that on the Xbox One this Friday, July 8th. So, yeah, check it out. Check it out. Absolutely check it out. Speaking of games that we think that you should play, also, Overwatch. Yeah. Very different game. Now, jumping from the old (laughs) Wild West single-player thing to the (laughs) fantasy futuristic shooter multiplayer thing. The only thing in common is that they're first person, right? Oh, but oh, Red Dead Redemption is not first person. Is, is You're not first person. Right. Yeah. You should stop. Right. Yeah. You should stop in both games. So, yeah, yeah, good, good point. You should stop <laughs> yeah. you in both guns. games. <laughs> you have guns. Um, Blizzard, the company behind Overwatch, yeah. a game that we played uh, quite a lot of it. It's 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 a, it's a very very good uh, multiplayer game. They are suing a cheat maker. Yeah. So. Initially, I was I was reluctant to, to just read the title. But why would they sue a dude that I don't know that cheats on the game? Why don't you just ban, ban it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I read the new story, and it's it's a lot more complex than that. So there was this dude who who created cheating tools mm-hmm. and sold them. Oh, okay. And he sold a subscription 
where you paid a subscription and you got access to stuff that allowed you to shit in, to shit in the game and break the game. And mm. he sold like stuff that, for instance, allowed your character to be played as a bot and that your character does all the stuff without oh, you playing okay, and okay. just he he, he 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 broke the game in many ways but he sold, sold them that yeah, stuff okay. like he when money is involved yeah then you're done for yeah. then you're done for and uh, blizzard got a hold of that got note of that and they're suing this dude and well deserved i mean that's what you get for cheating right I yeah, I, I think we talk about this on a previous episode that we both of us we don't get why people shit. Yeah. In multiplayer games, that's I get single player games where you just want to break the game and have fun with it and just cheats and just see what happens, right? Yeah, I, sure. I get that. That that that's in in many ways that's how mods yeah, work and right. we're born, I think. But on multiplayer games, why? Yeah. How do you get out of beating? other players because of you cheating like you, you're beating other players because you're cheating not because you're better like, yeah. I, I don't get the enjoyment in that and especially now that you're selling and making a profit out of it like dude like just to the guy that this that that's stupid really that's doesn't make any sense that that's obviously it, it was just so obvious that you were getting wrecked it, it's just obvious Absolutely. Especially now, especially if you're selling the stuff, if you're providing other people with the tools for them, you know, being the cheap. Because maybe he wasn't, maybe he didn't use them, but he made the tools available to people and got profit out of them. And that's that's not just, that doesn't make you a bad player. That also makes you a bad person in a way. Yeah, absolutely. You know, taking advantage of a system. And you're breaking the law. And you're, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean... It's good on Blizzard. I mean, Blizzard's been doing a great job, not just with this game and how they've been pushing it uh, so far and how they've turned into this little company at the beginning and now a big behemoth of a, of a you know company with uh, making movies, making yeah. games, making uh, staying, keeping games alive that have been there for so long, yeah. World of Warcraft and Starcraft and all yeah. of their expansions and all this. So Blizzard, it's at least on my mind, uh, on a roll of very very good things as of late, so I mean, seeing this, I I'm 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 on board. I mean, I I think Blizzard is on its right to sue, yeah. um, to combat cheating. Yeah. They've I mean, they've already said prior to this that they were gonna be very strict and very uh, you know very cold with cheaters that they're not gonna be giving second chances to anyone who cheats. So I mean. They've already said it. Yeah. So if you if you still you know went on and do mm-hmm. the cheating tools and you cheated and and whatnot, I mean, you were already you yeah. know under notice. And 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 I support that because they, I, I like that they're taking big steps in making the community a friendly place. Yeah. And um, a safe place for gamers because it's th- th- that kind of stuff many times kills the um community, kills yeah. the community and kills the game, yeah. right? And yeah, I. I like that. Yeah. I, th- I think that's a, that's a very very positive thing, and yeah, I mean, dude, it's well deserved. You broke the law, and too bad, really. It's in and, and there's no way that he didn't know that he was breaking the law and that he was doing something wrong, right? So, yeah, it's 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 um, it's it's I, th- I think I think it's it's good when publishers are protect their IPs and their games like that because it helps 
play people and players that are, that are playing the game right now because they are looking for the interest of the guys that like you and me gave them our money for yeah, the game exactly. and blizzard is protecting our investment on the game and i love that that's yeah. that's, that's a very very cool thing for absolutely me. that's yeah. a very very cool thing for me so now jumping to uh, microsoft yes a company that i, I think you like this company <sighs> i sort of do <laughs> I, I think you like so from now on, all Microsoft published games will now be Xbox Play Anywhere. Yeah. This means that all Microsoft, all, all the games that are being published by Microsoft are going to be playable on both the Xbox One and PC. And the PC. Yeah. This begins with Record, yeah. which launches on August or September. September, I think it's September. It's Record and then Forza Horizon mm-hmm. 3. Gears, Cuphead, Cuphead, Gears of War 4, Halo Wars 2. Halo Wars I think those five this year, right? So this yeah, unless we're missing for... some inside. No, that's not Microsoft published. Oh, that's right. But it's also coming to PC at least. Yeah. And uh, that's, I think that's cool. About it. Th- that's, that's a cool thing for oh, people right. that game on both Xbox One and PC. Yeah. That's a cool thing. Sure. Yeah. But also... Um, and this is something that I just thought about. Uh, what does this? What does this mean for Halo Six? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah, is this a uh, confirmation yeah. that Halo Six is gonna be on PC as well? That's what I was thinking. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, first of all, uh, the same thing I, I was debating with uh, you on on E three time uh, a couple of weeks back. Um, <laughs> this yeah. program is good for the consumer. I mean without taking into account the first-person shooters. Yeah. It's good for the consumer in terms of you have the choice of playing wherever you want. If you yeah. want to play on your PC, you can play there or on your mm-hmm. Xbox. I do still believe that for the company, even though they might have the you know Microsoft support in supporting Windows 10, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it hurts the box. I mean, yeah. sales, I don't see them, at least for the current systems. I don't know about Scorpio, but at mm-hmm. least for the current systems, I don't really see... All those people that were in the fence mm-hmm. about buying the console and that have a PC, you know, having a real reason for them to mm-hmm. really make the jump. So uh, at least a lot of people there. I mean, obviously, there are people that are only going to play on, on consoles like mm-hmm. you and I. We love playing on consoles and mm-hmm. this doesn't really affect us. And there are people that are only going to play on PC and that mm-hmm. they don't have an interest in consoles. Right. But all that line that divides the console PC uh, conundrum. All that people, half of that people now are not really going to have a, a an interest in, in an Xbox, and I mean that's fair. It's it's okay, but I mean I I don't know how much this is going to help the box. I'm I'm pro of it because of the consumer yeah. part. I mean I I love having the choice <clears throat> with Halo and with all the other first person shooters out there. I don't know how they're going to do this. I mean. The only way I can see this working is having two different versions mm-hmm. and and taking that cross play part out of the equation. Okay. And that's the only way I can see this working because, as we've said it before, mouse and keyboard are makes the player playing on PC much superior in terms of how they can portray their skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather with, than with a controller, right? And I mean, I love playing with my controller. I think that's the way to play. That's the way I enjoy playing. Yeah. But in terms of how you can, of how accurate you can be, of how mm-hmm. fast you can be, uh, there's nothing that competes with mouse and keyboard. So uh, at least for the multiplayer side of things, it will unbalance it the game. It would be terribly yeah. unbalanced yeah. 
so the only way I can see this working is having two different communities, PC mm -hmm. and 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 uh, and uh, console. Yeah. And then maybe you know campaign they can be both yeah. linked together. I I don't really think that's gonna be much of a problem. Maybe allowing you to play co-op. Yeah. Exactly. Co-op uh, campaign with, with your friends. Xbox and PC. Yes. But multiplayer, just the, the PVP, just leave it to. Yeah, be separate and be, be separate. Yeah. And I say this right. because I'm with you. I have to agree, and I think that's what they're gonna do. Halo games are still gonna be Microsoft published, and if they're mm -hmm. really pushing this branding of the Xbox, not Xbox One, not PC, just Xbox in general, they're gonna bring them too. So, yeah. uh, I mean, if you were expecting a Halo on PC, now you're gonna have it. Just wait for it to be out, right? Uh, it's yeah. I mean, it's coming. That's that's like that's period. Uh, on top of that, it's a little deceiving uh, saying that all Microsoft-published games will be... I mean, saying it, it the news itself, and not, I don't mean us, I mean, like, in general, in, in the news, it sounds like a lot, but on the long run, there aren't that many yeah. Microsoft-published games. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, ReCore, Gears, Halos, Forzas, all these games are obviously Ori and... Uh, of future Ori's, obviously. Ori's mm -hmm. not yet in this thing. Although it's on PC, too. Um, but, you know, from crack here down. on out, I don't crack down. Mm -hmm. I don't really see yeah. that many games yeah. being published by Microsoft. So, yeah, there are going to be five to seven games a year, probably. Ten at the most. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At the most. So don't get your, you know, like that, oh, every game forever is going to be on both mm -hmm. forums. I mean, it's, it's only a select uh, amount of games. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, Tomb Raider, right? It's it's published by Microsoft. Rise of Tomb Raider was published by Microsoft, indeed. Yeah, yeah. but that's that's not getting that thing. That's no, no, no. It, it's not. But I mean, for future, that would be Maybe. an interesting thing. Yeah, because you've have the uh, you would have the option to buy it on your p on your PS4, or the option to buy it on the Xbox One and, and get PC. it on yeah. a PC as that's well. That's an interesting oh. prospect. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, as you said, there's not going to be more than 10 games a year mm -hmm. that are going to be published by Microsoft, and that's on a good year. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's good news for the consumer. It's uh, weird news for the company. Um, yeah. I, I, I want to see how this pans out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, at least I know I'm going to use my console still, and I know that uh, at least now I can play with people on PC that I couldn't play before. I mean, the communities are going to be larger. The communities are going to be bigger. Uh, the multiplayer player base is going to be uh, also widened. So uh, I like that. As a gamer, I like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'll let Microsoft worry about all the numbers and the, you know, their profit, their income, how the how they are going to nurture the boxes now and allow me to enjoy, you know, the playing games. with uh, the games yeah. and playing with more people and right. all that. So, right, right, yeah, right. I think it's overall good news. I think this, yeah, I'm... Right there with you, and I, th I think this shows a lot of the future that Microsoft has planned for the Xbox as a brand. Yeah. I do think that the Xbox is slowly turning into a platform yeah. rather than a box, yeah. right? But I also think that the Xbox as, as a service, not as a service really, but as a brand, as a platform, is going to be present in fully present in both uh, PC and this box called the Xbox One and then future installments on the Xbox, right? So I think that their message is that you as a consumer, you want an Xbox. Okay, so you can get an Xbox on a PC or if you don't want to get into a PC, you can get 
Xbox with this box. Yeah. Which is basically a PC. Yeah. Streamlined for games, right? Yeah. And I think they're getting to the future. I'm unsure how to feel about that. But it can be something good to me if they keep with the traditional business model of of, of generations and uh, and updating a cost of generation every five years or so. Yeah rather than incremental upgrades every year or two. Absolutely That's something agree. that I wouldn't enjoy, I wouldn't like. And um, I just hate when people compare it to the smartphone business. It's, it's a totally different business, totally different market, a totally different product, right? So let's, I, let's wait and see. Let's yeah. wait and see how th- things turn turn up. And uh, the industry right now is very dynamic, volatile in many ways. And things can go many, many different ways. you got Sony also on this side of the equation just observing microsoft and trying to maybe take advantage of any mistake yeah. microsoft does and uh, the other way around as well and we also have the nintendo factor right yeah of course because people Absolutely. people many times forget about nintendo and when they do that t- 2006 happens yeah right <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and yes. they yeah. can come up with something that breaks the industry apart yeah i hopefully i mean uh, hopefully the nx is that i really hope nintendo it's it's coming out of this this stalemate this this bad patch i want a nintendo comeback yeah i want a big nintendo comeback completely agreed and as for microsoft i mean you guys know that i'm i'm more on microsoft size generally i i'm I'm not ashamed to admit that i i I openly it's fair it's fair super fair uh and this type of moves even though they are uncertain and though they are risky yeah I do think that this is a Microsoft that we haven't seen for a while. This is a Microsoft that's on not on retreat, not on defensive. It's yeah. finally a Microsoft that it's aggressive, that it's yeah. more on pro Making of trying their different own things. decisions. Exactly, yeah. Not just following. following mm-hmm. the. I mean, they've been following PlayStation ever since 2013, right? Yeah. Because they they did make a big because mistake. Because they got wrecked. Yeah, they yeah, got destroyed. Exactly. Yeah, right? yeah. They made a bad decision of many bad decisions, yeah. and they hopefully learned from that. But it's time, I think, mm-hmm. for Microsoft. I mean, three years gone by now, and it's time for Microsoft to start feeling a little more confident on itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, try new things, different things. Yeah. Maybe sometimes things don't work. Like Kinect didn't really no. was embraced, and you know all these different thingies. But there are some things that are cool, that are good, that are interesting, mm-hmm. and I think it's time for them to step it up and forget about the past and try and do something do, like this, things. right? More yeah. aggressive, more, more you know, again, a pillar of the industry yeah. and do their own thing. Yeah, and doing new things, always it's always a risk and it sometimes works out and sometimes doesn't. But let's remember that in gaming, in the gaming industry, some of the best things, some of the things that we, that are now standard of the industry began as new risks. Yeah. Let's just go back to the past, the D-pad. The D-pad, the simple thing like the D-pad was a big, a very, very big risk. Yeah. was something unheard of, unknown. And it didn't came out with it, and it was. And now it's a standard. Now every freaking controller that you buy has a, yeah. a D pad. Same thing happened with the analog stick. Yeah, the joystick. On the S64, the, yeah. the shoulder buttons on the exactly. Super NES controller, and uh, the Wii thing, the motion controls. It now they're can kind of dead because they're not really dead, but they're adapted in different ways, mm-hmm. right? But it was a risk, and it paid out for them. And the Kinect was a risk. It sold a lot, but didn't deliver on good software. But it was a risk, and out of many of these risks, many great things Absolutely. are born. Yeah. So, uh, 
Microsoft took a risk on 2013 with the always online stuff. It didn't work out. Yeah. And, and that's, that's learning, that's good, right? That's, that's a good, a good thing. thing to that's, know. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's taking risks. It's It can go either way. But when it goes a good way, it's such a cool thing, right? So I like seeing companies trying this cool yeah, new yeah, things. Yeah. And, and I mean, we cannot forget that some of these things are always connected. They are, you know, chains that go underneath the surface and that end up like, for instance, yeah. motion controllers, right? Motion controllers with the Wii, yeah. with Kinect and Kinect 2 in, in the Xbox One. All of this motion controller thing brought back, you know, the the knowing of that you don't have to have a traditional way of controlling your game and yeah. from that spawn VR yeah. and AR well mm-hmm. AR spawn from VR so yeah. all these new things that it's now embraced they all came because of simple ideas like this right yeah. the analog stick the the pad the new controller scheme yeah. from Nintendo inspired Microsoft to create a different type of controller and yeah. now at least for me Microsoft controllers are the best in feel and and yeah. and, and you know ways of interacting and they all came because Nintendo decided to go into a different scheme with controllers. You know, yeah. all these little changes that inspire different people. So maybe, I don't know, maybe that mistake in 2013, the always online, always all this, maybe inspired someone to make the more digital, uh, you know, environment of, of the future, right? Maybe, I don't know, two or three years, we'll see a more steamy kind of environment without all the DRM and all the 24-hour checkup, which was ridiculous. But, you know, something like that. And we're already seeing it, right? PlayStation mm-hmm. just have a sale. Just had, sorry, a sale. Xbox is just having a sale this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, along with Steam that has its summer sale. So all these sales and things are a very digital-related yeah. uh, type of thing that you don't regularly see on, on mm-hmm. physical media. Agreed. And that came because consoles are now going more digital. So right. all of that things are, in a way, related. So risk taking is always always going to have its advantages even though they fail at first they might end up causing a change in the future that's good for everyone so absolutely yeah all these risks are always always uh well um how do you say it intention or well mm-hmm. well they have good consequences morpheus it's mm-hmm. it's pretty much the reason that you know every other console now it's investing in vr yeah Microsoft is just investing in VR with Scorpio. Nintendo, we, we said it last week, it's it's researching VR at least. So, yeah, they set up the precedent, and now we have the consequences, and they're good. R&D always inspires new R&D. Of that's, course. That's Absolutely. A, that's a very, very good thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's, let's see what the future awaits yeah. for us, right? So, and speaking of the future, um, a game... Or the past. Or the past, hmm. exactly. You, <laughs> you, stole that. you stole that from me, right? <laughs> A game coming in the cl- in the near future, but that's set in the past, yeah. called Battlefield One. Yes, they had a close alpha, and it was data mined. Oh, and they got a lot of info These out of that data mine. Trickery people. Yeah, people, people that 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 really can't wait a <laughs> couple of months yeah. to to know about the game. But thanks to these people, now we have information. So thank you, random unknown dude who yeah. did this data mine. Thank you from the bottom <laughs> of, of our heart. hearts yeah. in northern Mexico. So, the campaign yeah. has seven episodes. Hmm. I mean, yeah, cool, I guess. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it, we don't it, know how it, long Exactly, it doesn't are, so. say anything, but we know there are seven episodes. Yeah. Cool. Ten multiplayer maps. A small number. But given that their maps are a massive, very uh, yeah, very are massive big. and very very dynamic with the whole you know yeah. things breaking and new uh, 
pads and things, and they're always going to be different. Yeah. I think it's understandable. I think but it's. I think Battlefield games have always come out, came out with a small, a small number, number of maps, maps. right? Yeah. But, but they, because they're so big and so vast yeah. and varied and stuff. Yes. So I don't think it's it's a bad number, really. So to multiplayer maps, I'm expecting season passes and all that oh, course, and yeah. all that crap. Yeah. yeah, of course. With more and more maps, so there there's gonna be soldier customization, and you can choose between eleven skins and then jump into battle. All right. So you can customize your soldier if That's you want to. Yeah, a little I bit guess. at least, yeah. Yeah, I guess. They also got uh, from this uh, data mine info on uh, that there's gonna be two new horse stats. So we saw the trailer that, that there's gonna be horses, yes. but they weren't in the closed alpha. No, no nobody oh, okay. has really played with them because they mm-hmm. aren't present in the maps that were shown okay. and demoed to the press. But now we know this, that horse can be either wounded or killed, so, right. so horses can die in the game, which makes sense to me. What I'm interested and intrigued is in the wounded thing. I don't know how it is going to affect the horse in the sense that it will go slower. or So if the horse gets wounded, are you going to be able to heal yeah, the horse? Yeah, that's my question. Yeah. So that, that kind of stuff, right? So it, it's small bits small bits of info that we got from yeah. Battlefield mm-hmm. 1. But uh, it's a very, 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 very anticipated game. Absolutely. And, um, yes. I mean, it's good to have. I just really hope that EA, I don't think they're going to do it, but I really hope EA takes an example from Halo, from Uncharted, from all these games that are following this different type of... of uh, model of, with of the model. DLC. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I mean, they're going to have microtransactions. I'm, I'm already done thinking that they're not. I, I mean, I know they're going to have it. Mm-hmm. And if they are, well, then why not go that model, right? Do, you know, have people buy unnecessary or just aesthetic changes. Mm-hmm. And with that, uh, with that money and that profit give the important stuff for everyone yeah. for free. So right? you don't so have to split your player base. Yeah, exactly. I fully agree. I 100% agree with you. I don't think they're going to do that, but I wish, I really, really wish that they that they do that. And if they announce that they're really, really doing that, it's very likely that this could be a day one purchase for me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If not, I don't know. I'm unsure. Yeah, uh, yeah me either. I would have to wait for a more, you know, the game of the year edition or the Probably. something edition that comes with everything probably yeah because it's it's just i don't know it's exhausting yeah. for me to just having to pay and pay and pay and pay constantly for more content I agree. that many times isn't that much worth it because it's uh, just maps and I it's a very very high price map so, mm-hmm. so let, let's wait and see uh, what decision ea uh, ea takes on this game and um Last news for the week for this show. An interesting one. A very interesting one. Yeah. Something that I didn't expect at all. Yeah. So Call of Duty. Call of Duty is a, the main a big competitor of Battlefield, which we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty, a big, very, very big franchise from Activision, one of the biggest names in the gaming industry, getting a yearly, it, it's getting a, a yearly release uh, on a constant basis since we remember, right? <laughs> yeah. So... This, this is a very interesting thing that um, there was some footage leaked of a Call of Duty set in ancient Rome. What the? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so this is this is super weird, man. And uh, I I look at the footage and it has the Call of Duty brand yeah. in the Call of Duty name in there, and um, they had an interview with people at the project and. Uh, 
anonymous names, right? right. And they ask them, and there's a lot of interesting, a lot of, a lot of interesting information. So, while the color, while the color logo can be seen in the footage that was leaked, which was taken from orig- from an original pitch reel, the gameplay, the gameplay that we that we saw that was leaked. It's from a build that was later repurposed and pitched to Ubisoft okay. as just Roman Wars. But the original title was Call of Duty Roman Wars. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And this was uh, this was being um, developed and pitched in 2008. Eight. Yeah. So a bit after Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare and yeah. on the year where, where Call of Duty World of the War was really so this was just at the moment where call of duty exploded yeah it was massive exponential growth in yeah. massive 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 popularity yes. so yeah around 2008 activision began actively curtain pitches for a new call of duty installment planning to expand the series based on its increasing success yes. back at at the time and they they kind of held um a contest Activision kind of held a contest between all of its studios. They 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 they, they put the task on many of the of the studios to make uh, sort of a pitch prototypes for new Call of Duty games, and the best one would actually get uh, get the green light to to be to, done, to, be, to right. be developed. And this Call of Duty Roman War thing was uh, was put together by Vicarious Visions. Which, if you don't know about the studio, is they're the guys behind Skylanders. Yeah. What an interesting, wow. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is everything is weird about it, right? <laughs> yeah. So Call of Duty set in ancient Rome. What? No modern weapons, like no guns, yeah. really. What the hell? And uh, third, person, the yeah, third, third person, third person, and, and the first, first person, person. Yeah. and the studio. This is all of this. <laughs> It's odd, yeah. It's super odd, and if someone told me that it was a joke, I would totally believe that because it's it's super super weird. But it seems to be real. It's it seems to real to to be real, yeah. and the success of the series at, uh, at back in two thousand eight prompted Activision to get a bit experimental, and they wanted to expand the franchise and add different layers to it, and um, they kind of wanted to. Yeah, to go, do this. Yeah, but in the end, they decided that it would be. Um, it they, they didn't want to risk yeah. just oversaturating the market with the Call of Duty brand. Brand, I actually sort of think that. I mean, they argue that the success of the franchise was what was driving them to be innovative. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think that at the end, that very success was the reason for it to not be put out. I mean, yeah. I think given the the names or the games that came out instead of this i i i entirely understand why they wanted to keep going with the same formula and i mean mm-hmm. obviously that formula worked out and obviously they are now who they are because of of their same formula being repeated um this game i think if i read it if i remember correctly was obviously was started to be worked on 2008 with Julius Caesar, yeah, on the game. Ooh, so it's a war game. Yeah, it's a war it's game. Yeah. A... you were supposed to be a, a, a one of his henchmen I on think. the tenth legion, exactly. and it was sort of a black cops thing yeah. back in ancient Rome. Yeah, it sounds cool. Inspired Just... by I think three hundred, and I yeah. don't know what other movie they mentioned there, 
But I, I, if I remember correctly, they say they wanted to put it out by 2013. So it was a very much a longer uh, gestation period for the game. Yeah. For its development. And a I mean, launch, it would have been a launch title for Yes. Uh, it would have been the replacement the of Advanced Warfare. Yeah. Which, I now that I think of it, it would have been great. But I mean, at the time, they couldn't know that, right? And yeah. I mean, I do... I do see why, given how their yearly games that were pretty much similar in every aspect rather than the setting were working out, I don't see why they would greenlight a game like this, that yeah. it's entirely different. And risk, uh, you know, mixing yeah. the Call of Duty brand, ah, sorry, with a game so different. And so I think that success was ultimately the, the, the demise of, of this game. It would have been the direct competitor to Rise, Son of Rome. Yeah, if it had been actually, the yes. Of, it would be... Huh, that would have been odd, interesting, yeah. Oh, then maybe... I don't know. I think one of those games would have been pushed a year. Probably. Because that's not something you would want to, right? And I don't know. Would you have played Call of Duty Roman Wars if it got released? Oh, boy. I don't know. I probably... Yeah, I probably would have... I probably would have for the very same exact reason I played Advanced Warfare. But this game wouldn't have disappointed me as bad. I mean, I, I bought Advanced Warfare because with Ghost, I hit that ceiling of, of this is just the same thing with a different skin. And then Advanced Warfare came on and they promised so many more more variety in mobility and setting and you know it's futuristic you have jetpacks you can jump around and go and do things and, and stuff right they were not as polished as i would have wanted them wanted them to be not as as black ops 3 clearly did better uh still in the same boat but if this would have been the replacement of advanced warfare from ghost to this one that would have been a very, very huge difference. A very different setting. Third person, first person. Yeah. Uh, no guns. I mean, like sword fighting, shield fighting. Uh, I don't know. Archers. Uh, you could argue that that would be the guns. But yeah. it's a very different type of game. And I, I, I would have been totally on board with it. I would definitely buy it. I would definitely buy it. I would at least be super interested yeah. in that. And I think if if they came out today with the announcement of this game, I would be just on board, maybe not in buying the game really necessarily, but definitely super, super interested. And I think I think that now Call of Duty does need something like this. Yeah. They they do need a big refreshment yeah. on the franchise because it's Yeah, we'll have to wait and see how much of a refreshment um Inf infinite infinite warfare, warfare is. is. Yeah. Uh, you know, given that if they do pull off the the dogfights, the space traveling, the ship commanding, side yeah. missions, and all this, it can be a good new, fresh way to play the game. It could be. I yeah. would really like those dogfights to translate to at least the multiplayer mm -hmm. and have that different, very futuristic feel. Yeah. If they don't pull that off, then it's just a Call of Duty as mm -hmm. always. Maybe they I'm can do. Maybe they can do Star Fox better than Star Fox. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It could be. <laughs> For the looks of it. It could be. Uh, could be. I but really hope let's wait. Let's wait. Yeah. So yeah, this is covering Roman Wars. Interesting. Uh, in cancel game. Interesting. The second cancel covering game that we know about. The first one being the Vietnam. Yeah. Game mm -hmm. from Sledgehammer. That's games, right. Which it's their turn for next year for the next for next year's Calvary. After Infinite Warfare, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Yeah, it's their time to redeem themselves from uh, after Advanced Warfare. Advanced Warfare, yeah. 
Ooh, it could be interesting. Yeah, they, and if it were for the redemption from ghosts, yeah. let's see if they can pull it off. It would be very interesting if they can uh, go if, if if they go back to their prototype of, of Vietnam. Yeah, and bring Vietnam. Vietnam too. Yeah, it's it's a time period that we haven't really touched upon yeah. that much. It would be cool. It would be interesting. Let's let's wait and see if they yeah. if they can if they if they actually do that. That would be something that I would very much be on board with. With yeah. So, yeah, and that's it for the news and announcements of our show. We're almost over, but before we wrap things up, I wanted to introduce a new section. Ooh, a new, interesting. A new section for the show beginning today. This is called the Gimme Frontier Super Quick Interview. Okay. W- name in progress. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I just came out with this name. So, I want to do something interesting, something different. Last week, I was on a podcast. I was a guest on a podcast from Dark Station. Okay. Uh, a, a, a very very nice uh, website for games and indie games and that kind of stuff. And they had a podcast called Darkcast. Dark Station, cool Darkcast. Yeah. yeah. And I was on a podcast. And by at the end of the show, they had a section where they do some rapid-fire questions to their guests. Some personal gaming-related questions that you had to answer as fast as you not can. really as fast but just not go too deep into okay. into into that right so so question like i don't know who's your favorite video game character like right? that kind of questions okay, that's cool so and i love i love the um the idea and, and i had fun with it so i wanted to introduce this to our show and i like to have one question per show and the host of of the sh- of the of the episode asks one question to the other guys. okay so in this case it's my turn to ask you one question okay and it's a single question it's, it's a single question and you can and uh, you, you can explain why okay. okay that's your answer so just one personal Ooh, gaming related question just for fun really. right yeah. just for fun okay just... i like it i like it so okay shoot let's um begin with the very very first gaming frontier super quick interview with one question right so Buddy, your question uh, is, what is your favorite last level in a video game and why? Favorite last level? Yeah. Ooh, interesting. Okay. And why? Okay. Oh, man. Oh, man. There are so many good options for this. Right. Yeah. All right. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's very difficult. It's very difficult. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, this show where, where I was, they got me. Uh, they got me many, <laughs> many questions. I was like, oh, crap. I yeah, don't know. yeah. But that's good. I mean, because there are so many different possibilities, and, yeah. and that's good. Um, oh, man, I think I'm going to have to pick. Uh, interestingly enough, all I think of is Nintendo. Yes, that's as a, as, a, as a side, a cool side note. Wow. Okay. Okay, I don't care. I'm going to give the ones I'm thinking, then I want the one I've decided on. I'm, I'm thinking the end of Prime. The end of, of Prime 1? Of Prime 1, yeah. The, the impact crater, right? The impact crater, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, the end of Ocarina of Time in the, ta- oh. in the castle. Yeah. The end of Star Fox 64. Okay. And after, you know, Andros fight and post Andros yeah, fight. Yeah, that's a good one. The escaping that's, part with your father. Spoiler never, alert. Never thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I, I had another one and I forgot. I think those three, oh, shit. Out of, <laughs> out of those three, probably, 
Probably Star Fox. Wow. Yeah. Oh, sh- Yeah, because that's the only one that, you know, Ocarina, it's great in terms of gameplay. I was 100% sure that you were going to pick Ocarina. Ocarina. That, that would probably, probably be my second one, because it also has a little bit of the reason I ended up going for Star Fox. Um, what's the other one I said? Metroid Prime. Uh, Metroid Prime, Metroid it's Prime. solely gameplay. There's really not much in there. But Star Fox, it's cool gameplay. Uh, with the fighting and the going into Andros's lair and going out of it, and depending on the way you choose or you chose, uh, you either fought with uh, Star Wolf at the beginning. Star Wolf, right? Yeah. Okay. Star Wolf at the beginning, and then go into Andros's lair, fight Andros, and coming back, meeting your father, or well, Andros exploiting, and then meeting your father, and you know, Fox. And, and James McCloud was right there, his glasses on. Very, very cool moment because, you know, you are fed this story from the beginning that... Spoiler! Yeah, I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> that Pepe and your father were close friends and then your father disappeared, presumed dead. You end up with Pepe and your new team and you go all your story around. And that's an idea that's left on your on your head, right? That your father is out there, might be dead, might not be dead. You end up fighting the big boss and then he appears. And you don't know if it's an, an hallucination, if it's just your mind playing tricks, if your father is actually there. And then you have to follow him to the end of this tunnel-like thing. And an explosion behind you. I mean, Nintendo, why didn't you do these things anymore? Explosion behind you, uh, trying to keep up with him, and he's saying encouraging words to you. And at the end, you see the, the end cinematic. It's him accelerating towards the end. He says, I, I don't remember his words, believe in yourself. But something, you know, emotional and quotable. He goes out of the thingy, the layer, and then you come out all broke, all, all your wings broken, spitting fire, your yeah. chip is in wrecks, and you go out just before the explosion hits, right? right, Just before the explosion gets to you. And you go out, and in the, 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 the last, the, the credits, you see Fox just spinning around looking for him, and he's nowhere to be found. And, and that moment, I mean... It just it give me the feels. Yeah, like, just yeah, yeah, Listening yeah. to your narration of it, give me the feels. Oh, oh sh- all the other games, Prime and, and Ocarina, they are very great in terms of gameplay and, and puzzle solving and all you want. But the Star Fox ending has so much emotion in it yeah. that it's it. I don't know. I, I I really replayed that game so much just for that ending, just to see your father again, just to see his encouragement. Were you imagining him? Were you? Was he really there? You know, all that father-son relationship, that's that's very close to me and that's very deep to me. And, and that's why I love it. I, 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 Yeah, Star Fox, it's probably my favorite ending for a game. It's not my favorite game, we all know, and I have but a video favorite here. Favorite last level yes, in a game. Yes, Ocarina is my favorite game of all time. But last level, definitely Star, Star Fox. So Star Fox 64, best final level in a video game ever yes. for you. Wow. Yeah. Never expected that really? choice. Never, ever. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> great answer. Great answer. Love that. Thank you. Thank you. Cool. Cool. Awesome. So that was the very first Gaming Frontier Super Quick interview. If you have any suggestions for questions, you can Send comment. Yeah. You can comment. Uh, you can put it on the comment section, and we will consider them for next future episodes. Yeah. Future episodes. And uh, keep that in mind that the the question that we that we uh, posed to to the to to, to ourselves. It's a surprise. So he didn't know yeah, about didn't the know question. About this. <laughs> and next week, I'm not going to know about the question. That's He's right. going to ask me until the moment he asked the question. So just to, to put us on the spot 
and not allowing us to really think about yeah. it just <laughs> and put out motion the, based the the, yeah. the and answer the first thing yeah. that we that we think about right yeah. so yeah that, that, that that's the intention of, of this to just to very cool i like it i like it to to do something 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 new and something interesting for the show so Games coming out on this uh, day and week, and size is coming to the PC. Yeah. A game called Hawken uh, about mechs and that kind of stuff, very Japanese. Mm -hmm. Like coming to the PS4, Ghostbusters coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One, mm -hmm. and a Metroidvania game from Insomniac com Ooh. called Song of the Deep coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One. That sounds One. interesting. Yeah, it sounds very very interesting. Haven't seen much coverage of it really, not at all. But I saw the game and it looks it's 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 promising, right? So. Yeah, those are the four games. Still, slow month for because of July yeah, is always a slow right. month, right? So, so that's coming out these days. What are we playing right now? What have you been playing? In oh, this I've been playing a there? lot of The Witcher Three, lots and lots. It's, I it's finally, super good. Yeah, yes, it's yes. Super, I finally finished uh, Hearts of Stone. Ooh. Great expansion. I really liked it. I saw some uh, reviews and comments online about how it didn't fulfill the expectations for everyone, and that's fair. But for me, I think the story was very interesting. The whole, mm -hmm. well, play the game, right? Uh, the whole, the story of the of the expansion is very interesting, very intriguing, mm -hmm. has a, a good twist there at the yeah. end. Um, that last level was also very cool, talking about last levels. I really enjoyed it. Uh, some secret, secrets there to be found. And then I uh, started playing uh, Blood and Wine. And I gotta say, it, it's... Wow, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm really, really impressed. It the looks new... super beautiful, yes. right? It looks yeah. impressive. Yeah, yeah the, the, the new setting. And not just how it looks, but also how people act. The, you know, it's a different region, so everyone has a different way of speaking. It feels like a new game. It, yeah, and it's, it's very like fairy tale too. I mean, yeah. they have night errands there, and they are very nighty. They, yeah. You can feel it, how they talk, how they... They are very and much... The castle, game. man. It looks the, so the, yes, beautiful. Yes, it's amazing. It looks great. The castle grounds, the castle itself. The gardens of the, the gardens. Castles, it's damn, amazing. Yeah. And they have these celebrations. And it's and very, very, very fairytale. Yeah, yeah. I, I really, really like it. The people you interact with, I also really... Uh, I'm feeling a, a good connection with them. Um, some interesting twists. I'm not... I'm, I'm really just starting it. Where, uh, where are you at? I'm right after a fight... That leads you to a re-encounter with someone that you knew from your past. A fight with what? Uh, with the thing. With the one thing you come to hunt. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's okay. interrupted by this one character okay, that yeah. you used to know okay. before you were friends and stuff. Oh, so you already fought the Broxa. Yes. Yeah. That, that fight, fight is was amazing. Super... If you guys have seen the 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 last or the almost the last trailer for the game, the last cinematic trailer for the game, there's a a, a bad guy, a, a, an enemy that you play that girl uh, fights with in that trailer. That's this enemy that you fight in this in this expansion. Did you don't fight anywhere else in the in the yeah. main game that I can remember? No, you don't. And it's a very cool fight. And it's a very and you you actually can beat her the same way you can in that video that the same way girl beat her yeah. on that video. So it's very very cool, very interesting. Uh, I love that fight. Very creepy. Very, very creepy. Yes. It got me. It got me. It got me. Yeah. Yeah. Very sexy. Super too. nice. <laughs> As well. Yeah, it's very yes. interesting. I love the tone of the fight. Absolutely, yeah. And Super I also cool. love the, the 
the the after the this reencounter fight. Mm-hmm. I really like it a lot yeah. too. Uh, very interesting. Cool. Uh, it's really shaping out to be a very good expansion. It is. Uh, and it is. for some reason, I felt bad about not finishing everything else in the main game. That I stopped <laughs> playing the the expansion and I left uh, to Sand and went back and finished to finish all my Witcher contracts that I left pending, okay. just so that I. Like I'm, I'm really starting accumulating new things from this expansion, and I okay. don't want to leave all the other things behind. behind. Okay. So I went back. I want to finish them all. Okay. At least the important one. I can leave the races and the went. Okay. Um, but at least finish all the contracts, the contracts. and all the secondary missions that okay. are, you know, there left. I have, I have a couple in Skellige okay. and one I think in Velen and Novigrad. Okay. And like six Witcher contracts. So okay. It shouldn't okay. be long. Yeah. And there are some achievements there to be had. Uh, some of the Witcher contracts. So, yeah, I'm going to finish the, those, and then I'm going to come back to, awesome. to Blood and Wine. Yeah. yeah. That's what I played. Cool, cool. Yeah, what about the, you? The Blood and Wine is so, so awesome. Yes, I love yeah, it. Yeah, same. I I, I've been playing a lot of the Witcher 3 Blood and Wine. It's um, I'm hooked on that game. Yeah. I'm still a long way to go because it's a very, very long expansion. Yeah. It's longer than many games <laughs> and most games out there, but I'm I'm enjoying it, having a blast with it. It's Absolutely. so beautiful. What else? Um, I played a bit more Mario Party 3, oh, the cool. dual mode. Nice. I play some Smash as well. Cool. I played. Um, hmm. Oh, I played. Uh, it's an interesting one. I played the Legend of Zelda Four Swords. Oh, not cool. the GameCube one. The... The, the GameCube one is Four Swords Adventures. Oh, okay. I mean Four Swords. The, the very... Game Boy Advance yes. game that was later ported to the DSi. Okay. That was later relaunched for just Holy a weekend. Jesus. For the 3DS. Okay. So it was available for a 3DS for free for just a weekend. Uh-huh. And you like got it there. Like two or three years ago. Uh-huh. And... And then it disappeared. And it disappeared. Huh. Because Nintendo, I don't know. Right, yeah. Uh, I played that with a friend. And uh, oh. we're almost... We're getting close to the end of oh, the game. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. It's awesome, yeah. It's it's, it's, an, ex- it's an excellent co-op game. I, yeah, I it's, can only imagine. It's yeah. an excellent co-op game. It's it's for, it's it's the GameCube game, but you know, handheld, really. Not handheld, and maybe a bit smaller because it was the the first right. they did right. Because the GameCube game is like the continuation of that one in terms of ideas no. oh, okay. and, okay. and not the story wise, but in terms of the of the ideas and gameplay wise of that one. Cool. So yeah, it's uh, I'm playing that. It's I'm having a blast with nice. it. It's Sounds super fun. super super fun. Cool. And yeah, that's it. Cool. Yeah, that's it. Sounds fun. That's it. And I bought a couple of games. I bought a couple of games in the PSN store. I bought Nidhogg, Green Fandango Remastered, Tetris Ultimate, because I'm a big Tetris. <laughs> I love Tetris. And uh, I bought also Super Stardust Ultra. Okay. So all of them small games, but games that have their acclaim in a way. Yeah. And for very, very cheap, for a couple of bucks. That's great about the summer, right? Yeah. All the sales, all the awesome. cheaper games. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's it. Cool. That's what I play, and I'm gonna be playing some more Witcher. I just, I wanna finish yeah. it, but at the same time, I don't. Right? Yeah, but I know. I, I'm, I'm still hooked on it, and I wanna play more of, of the Witcher Three Blood and Wine, and that's oh, it. Talking about the Witcher, yeah. uh, I think they just confirmed somewhere I read um, uh, Game of the Year edition. Really? Yeah. With the with, with both the... expansions. Yeah. If you see it somewhere, buy it. If don't, you don't haven't doubt it. If you haven't played, it's it's. A must. Yes. It's a must yeah. play for Make yourself any. that favorite yeah, yeah. and, and really play that game. It's, it's amazing. It's the definitive RPG. The definitive Western RPG. The best RPG. The best Western RPG I've ever played. Definitely. And the best open world game out there. Absolutely. By far for me. It's, I it's, agree. It's, it's, it's just mind-blowing. It's, it's mind-blowing good. It's great. It's a great game. Yeah. 
And that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for watching the show on YouTube or listening on iTunes or TuneIn. Yeah. If you enjoyed your time with us, please like the video and subscribe to Gaming Frontier on YouTube. Share it with your friends if you like. We appreciate all of your support. Absolutely right. Thank you so much, guys, for sticking with us. We'll be bringing you one more episode, episode 22, next week. second episode, yes, yeah. every week. You can always reach us on Twitter at underscore Gaming Frontier and on Facebook as Gaming Frontier at facebook.com slash Gaming Frontier Entertainment. If you have any questions you'd like us to answer on the show, you can send us an email anytime to gamingfrontier.contact at gmail.com. That's right. We'd like to thank Tecnologico de Monterrey and Mr. Isaac Estrella, who makes this possible for us That's and right. allows us to use this equipment and all of this space and all of this stuff, yeah. all of this wonderful, wonderful stuff that we otherwise wouldn't be able to afford. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Head over to our channel on YouTube to watch more gaming content published regularly. Thank you so much, guys, and remember... Always keep playing and keep your eyes on that Witcher 3. Yeah, Game of the Year Game edition. Game of the Year edition, absolutely. That's right. See you guys next week. Next week, episode 20.